Would you stand back up and let's agree in prayer for the next part of the service here? You know, you're not limited to what I know. The Spirit of God is our teacher. And how many believe that the Lord could say something to you that just changed your life? It just straighten up something that you've been dealing with for a long time and give you direction for the next part of your life. And that's what His will is. So, Father God, we're all before You this morning, thankful to be Your children, thankful that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Thank You, Lord, that we're washed by the blood. And we acknowledge Your perfect Holy Word this morning and Your perfect Teacher, the Holy Spirit. And we're all looking to You, asking You to open our eyes and our ears and our heart and give us answers to questions, solutions to problems, direction and help for right now. And we purpose, Lord, not to be hearers only, but by Your grace we will be doers. And we know as we do it, we will be blessed because You're so faithful to watch over Your Word and perform it in our lives when we do. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Well, let's just thank the Lord in advance. Just lift up your hand. Let's thank the Lord in advance for some answers and some good things. Lord, we thank You. Lord, we praise You in advance. We thank You in advance for the anointing. Oh, thank You for utterance, for answers, for quickening, for strengthening, for help. We give You the praise. Praise You, praise You, praise You, praise You, Lord, praise You, Lord, praise You, praise You, praise You, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Thanks be unto God. Would you turn with me this morning in the Scripture to 2 Corinthians? If you don't have a Bible, you might look over at your friend It has one Smile and read their Bible too. Second Corinthians 2. This is uh, one of my most favorite verses in the whole Bible. I get excited about it when I read it and actually have a part of it on my desk. And I look at it frequently. And it's verse 14. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and makes manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. This word savor has to do with smell and fragrance of His presence by us. How do people smell the fragrance of God? By the victories in our life. Can you say amen? amen? Let me get a little closer where I can see if you're, you're hearing what I'm saying. Somebody say victory. victory. When people see and experience the victories in our life, they smell the fragrance of God. God is real to them. What is it that leads people to repentance? It's the goodness of God. Can you say amen? amen? And when people see that God is so good to us, He, he gave us victory over depression. 
He gave us victory over poverty. That was a little weak. I said He gave us victory over poverty and lack. He, he gave us victory over sin. When people see how good God is, spiritually they're going, What is that beautiful smell? Whew. It's God. Now look at the first part of this again. What did it say? Read it out loud for me. Now thanks be unto God, which always, 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 always causes us to triumph. What does triumph mean? Win. Overcome. Victory. The opposite of defeat. The opposite of failure. The opposite of it not working. Not working out. No, it works out. He's made us overcomers. He's made us more than conquerors. Greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. I got this... A person uh, gave it to me some years ago. I keep it on my desk. It just says, a little plaque says, always, with an exclamation mark. Always. And I've whipped the enemy with that. I don't know how many times. Somebody said out loud. Always. Always what? Always causes us to triumph. To win. Now one of the devil's favorite words and phrases is, not this time. (laughs) Not this time. Have you ever heard that before? I mean, you can be healed 500 times and get something wrong with you again. And what does the enemy bring to your mind? Not this time. It's not going to work this time. Not going to get it this time. I mean, you can get your bills paid, get your needs met a thousand times. And the thousand and first time, the enemy will bring to you thoughts again. Not this time. It's not going to work out. Money's not going to come. It's not going to work out. Not this time. Not this time. But that's not the Holy Ghost telling you, not this time. That's the enemy telling you, not this time. Because the Lord's already told us. Always means every time. Every time, religion, men's ideas will tell you, well, you win a few, and you lose a few, and that's just the way the old ball bounces. Well, we ain't bouncing the old ball anymore. We're we're new creatures, right? No. Old things are passed away. It's not win a few, lose a few. You just never know what God's going to do. No, He's told you what He would do if we'd believe. He always causes us to triumph. Always. Always. Say out loud with me again, please. Always. 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 What does that mean? How about stuff you're dealing with right now? Things that are in front of you right now. Hmm? You win it. You overcome. You come out. What about the end of the year? Something bigger than you ever had to deal with before comes up. What about that? You win that too because always is always. 
And if in five years something bigger comes up than you ever imagined you'd have to deal with, what about that one? <laughs> I wish everybody's with me on this. <laughs> Religion. Oh. The Bible said that the tradition of men have made of none effect the Word of God. You can say something like this, and yet you'll have people, because they've been brainwashed with religious tradition for all their life, they go, well, now, things just don't always work out, preacher. And we don't know why, but for some reason it's the mysterious will of God. <laughs> if it's stealing... If it's killing, if it's destroying, the Bible is very clear and plain. It's not the will of God. It's the work of the enemy. Right? Now you can believe different if you want to, but Jesus said, it's the thief that comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life. That you might have it more abundantly. That you might win again and again and again. Always causing us to triumph. Is it the will of God for you to win and win and win and win and win and then what? Win and win and win and win. Come on now, it couldn't be the perfect will of God for you to win every battle this year. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes God just chooses to teach us through failure. You ever heard that? Where's that scripture at? Where's that verse at? God teaches us through failure. Where's that at? Hmm? Well, you got to go through the valley to appreciate the mountaintop. You know? <laughs> Uh-oh. I touched the sacred cow. <laughs> well, let's just go on and kick him on over. Because if it's not in the Bible, don't base your life on it. I don't care if mom and daddy believed it. I don't care what preacher said it. If it's not in the Bible, don't build your life on it. Don't base your... This is Bible. Oh, come on, get excited with me about this. This is Bible. Thanks be unto God. Who always... 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 Always causes us to triumph. Can you see why I say I've overcome, uh, you know, whipped the enemy many, many times? Looking at that one little word on my desk. It says always. Always what? No matter what's going on, I can say, no, 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 we're going to win. This ain't over till we win. This is not over till we overcome. Right? We're going to win this. We're going to come out of this. We're going to overcome this. It's not the will of God for us to fail. Not the will of God for us to be defeated. Not even once. That's men's ideas. That's men trying to explain why things didn't work. It's not the Bible. 
Would you go with me, please, this morning to First uh, Samuel, I believe it is. First Samuel. It's good to be in church on Sunday morning, isn't it? Yeah, thank God. First Samuel and chapter 30. I believe this is a word from the Lord. I believe it will help right now. I believe it will help in the future. The Lord knows what's coming up. He knows what's going on right now. What is His will? Triumph. Always. Every time. Let's all say it out loud again together. Now thanks be unto God. Who always. 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 Causes me to triumph. Glory to God. Glory. Say it again. Now thanks be unto God. Who always. Always. Causes me to triumph. Glory to God. It is His will that you win every time. That you overcome every time. Every battle. Every obstacle. You are a winner. You are more than a conqueror. Now do you know what more than a conqueror is? Conqueror means you whipped them. Or whooped them. Y'all understand whooped down here in Orange, don't you? (laughs) But what, I mean, that's a conqueror, but what's more than a conqueror? (laughs) More than a conqueror means you make them wish they had never messed with you for the rest of their life. Not only do you whoop them, you make them eat it. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but you, you know, that the enemy tries to do something in your life, and maybe it was, a, it was a bad thing, but you stand and you believe God and you overcome it, and then you tell everybody he wasn't big enough to do it. And you testify for the next 40 years about how God delivered you, and everybody that hears it gets stirred up, and they believe God and get delivered too. And you make the enemy just wish he had never messed with you. Yes. Then he'd have messed with somebody that had just laid down and died, and that would have been the end of it. But no, not only did you get healed, but you told everybody else how God healed you so they could get faith, so they could get healed too. More than a conqueror. You make him eat it. Make him wish every day he hadn't messed with you. So the worse it gets, you just smile and say, hey. Devil, make it easy on yourself. You know, the more you push this, the worse you go look. The longer this goes, the greater and the worse it gets, the greater the victory's going to be. Make it easy on yourself. Because I'm not quitting. I believe I win every time. So I'm not quitting till I see total victory in this area. I'm staying with it as long as it takes. Can you say amen? amen? First Samuel. Would you turn to the 30th chapter, please? First Samuel 30. This is a story of just the kind of thing we're talking about. 
And I believe the Lord brought it to my heart, particularly for you. The Bible said in 1 Samuel 30, in verse 1, It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. You come home, and your house is burnt down. And all your family's gone, and all your wealth is gone, all your stuff is gone. And they didn't know at this point who did it. They wouldn't have any idea where to try to go find them, if it was north, south, east, or west. Everything's gone, and what was left is burned, and, and the ashes are smoking. Now, this is a bad situation. Isn't it? And I mean, these guys are strong. This is David and his mighty men. There ain't no wimps in the bunch. And all these mighty warriors are doing what? They cried until they couldn't cry. Some in here may know about that. You, you can grieve and cry till you can't cry anymore. This is a terrible state. And many would be tempted to think this is the end. Is it the end of the story? Have you read the rest of this story? Anybody read the rest of this story? Well, we're going to, if you hadn't. But you stop right here. Would it seem that they are defeated? With no recourse. What do you do? They don't know who did this. They don't know where they are. They wouldn't have a clue as to where to go. So they cried, and they cried, and they cried until they couldn't cry anymore. The Bible said in verse uh, 5, excuse me, verse 6, And David was greatly distressed. David's a man of faith. He's a man after God's own heart, but he was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. Now look at this. First of all, they have lost everything. Somebody say everything. everything. They've lost everything. Everything. And notice what happened. The people wanted to blame somebody. Didn't they? When you're hurting, you're grieving, you're in utter despair, you'll be tempted to want to blame somebody. Whose fault is this? But faith doesn't blame others. Can y'all help me with this now this morning? 
Faith doesn't blame others. Utter despair will. I mean, they're talking about killing this man that they have left everything to follow. That they thought was the greatest thing on the planet. Now, they want to kill him. They want to stone him because it's his fault. We were off with him in the campaign. We could have been here protecting our homes. If it hadn't have been for him, maybe we'd have been here. We could have fought these guys and, and saved our families and our houses. You know, if you get in a bad place following somebody else, take responsibility. You must say, well, I, I came to so-and-so and they gave me some bad counsel and it messed my whole life up. Well, it's your fault. You didn't have to follow their counsel. You got a Bible. You can pray. You can hear from God. Who made these guys go hook up with David? Who made them go follow him? So it's just as much their fault that they were with him as his fault. But see, your flesh don't want that. Your flesh wants to blame somebody. No, it's his fault. Somebody else's fault. Unbelief puts pressure on people. Blames somebody else. We're talking about winning. We're talking about overcoming every time. If you want to overcome every time, you can't do this. You can't blame other people for your situation. If you do, you will stay defeated. You will stay down. And nobody will help me. They, they wouldn't come do this for me. They wouldn't hook up with me. They wouldn't support me. They wouldn't do this. They wouldn't do that. It's their fault. If they had helped me, I could have come out. You could still come out. If you quit blaming them and hush, start believing God, you can still come out. But can you see this? By this blame stuff, you are acknowledging there is no hope. We can't do anything except blame somebody now. It's too late. It's all over. So they're blaming David. They want to kill him. Now notice what he does. Are you reading? What did he do? Hmm? What did he do? But David did what? He encouraged himself in the Lord. How could you do that? They've cried till they got no more tears. And now he does what? Well, he had to. Nobody else encouraging him. They want to kill him. Right? Notice what carnal people do and what spiritual people do. What do carnal people do? They want to blame somebody else. What do spiritual people do? They don't wait for Sunday morning for the preacher to preach to them. Come on now. They don't wait for somebody to notice that they're under the weather. <laughs> and come... Pat them on the back and say, oh, it's all right, baby. It'll be okay. They don't wait for that. You wait for that, you might be waiting a long time. Nobody may come. You go ahead and encourage yourself. You can initiate it. Oh, did you see this thing? You can initiate it. And you read uh, the Psalms. And you see God used David to pin many of these. And you can see examples of him doing that in there. He'd say things like, 
Why are you cast down, O my soul? Soul, what's wrong with you? Bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord. Didn't say he felt like blessing the Lord. I will. I will bless the Lord. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Give glory to God. Be glad in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Can you stir yourself up? Even when you have cried till there are no more tears. Oh, oh, come on, guys. This is the beginning of victory. This is the beginning of coming out of the worst situations in life. You can lay there and you can cry and you can feel sorry for yourself and you can blame everybody and their brother and you will stay there. You will not come out. Or, or, you can be a spiritual man. You can be a spiritual woman. Laying there in the floor, doesn't use the all your Kleenexes. <laughs> Dehydrated from crying. You can get a clue and you can go, this ain't going to help. I feel worse now than when I started crying three days ago. So quit it. Get up. Get up. Get yourself by the ear. Get up. Your flesh is saying, I don't feel like you. say, shut up. I didn't ask you what you feel like. Get up. Get up. You can't lay here and die. Get up. God is still on the throne. And He always causes me to triumph. Always. Always. And you begin to encourage yourself. In the Lord. Encourage yourself. In the Lord. Now notice what he did. What happened immediately after this. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And what came next? He did. He got strength. But notice verse 7. The very next thing. What happened? David said to Abimelech the priest. Abimelech's son, I pray you, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought hither the ephod to David. And David did what? Inquired at the Lord. Shall I pursue after the troop? Now just stop right here. Stop right Why haven't they asked this already? Huh? Why wasn't this the first thing that they did? Because of flesh. Because of emotions. I mean, you get there, and your house is burnt to the ground, and your wife, and your kids, and your dog, and your cows, and your horses, and everything's gone. There's nothing but smoke and ashes. That hits you. I said, that hits you. In your soul. And so... They just cried and they just, and, and here's the thing. Here's where people get off. Well, I don't know why God is doing this to me. I don't know why. I guess I'm just like poor old Job. Who can understand the ways of God? I guess this is just my lot in life. I, God give me strength to bear it. This is what millions of Christians are taught to do. And it's wrong. I said it's wrong. It is not the will of God. It is not the way of God. 
Thank God for men and women who have enough discernment to stand up and go, Lord, what do I do about this? Don't just assume it's the will of God. Say, Lord, what do I do? Show me what, don't just assume it's God's will that that disease is in your body. Don't just assume that uh, the money problems are the will of God. No, ask God what to do. My dad, several years ago, had a heart attack, major heart attack. And uh, he's in his home, and he's dying. He's a believer. He knows the Lord. But he said, man, he's leaving his body. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, it's not time for me to go, is it? And the Lord said, no. So he started fighting. I said, he started fighting. And he came back and lived for years. Hallelujah. And we enjoyed fellowship. What if he hadn't asked? I said, what if he hadn't asked? See, we got too many Christians, they're not asking. Stuff is happening and they're just going, well, I guess this is the will of God. I don't know why. We don't understand it. It's awful. It's terrible. But God must have some purpose in it. Did you even ask him? Well, I just guess God's trying to teach me something. Well, man, why don't you hurry up and learn it so you can get out of it? No, people ain't got a clue what they're supposed to be learning. It's just religious junk. It's the ploy and deception of the enemy. He wants you to just lay down and take it. And let him roll over you and destroy you and you blame it on God. That's his favorite thing to do. Don't be foolish. Don't be deceived. God is your victory. And His will is victory every time. Every time, every time. Come on, tell me. Every time. Every time. Now, thanks be unto God, who always causes me to try. Now, when did His situation start turning around? Huh? Huh? When he inquired of the Lord, yes or no. Something happened before that. He encouraged. Oh, get this now. See, uh, depression. Let me say it like this. There is no direction in depression. You will not get direction. You will not hear from the Lord in depression. Because depression is unbelief. It's not okay. Depression and fear it has to do with doubt and unbelief. It takes faith to do what this man did in the midst of everybody wanting to kill you and people who were your friends yesterday are your enemies today and you've cried till you got no more tears left and you get up. There's nobody around you. There's nobody, no human that helps you or wants to help you. But you get up and by faith begin to praise God and begin to encourage yourself in the Lord. It takes faith to do that when you don't feel like it. But he did it. And the next thing you know, he's got something sparked up in him about seeking God about this deal and about asking the Lord what to do. He had enough faith to ask. Oh, can you see it? He got light to ask 
and faith to ask. But it started with encouragement. Self-encouragement. Can you say amen? Oh, friend, are you seeing this? This is how you can come out of the worst situations that any human can experience in this life. What do you do? You don't blame other people. You don't just lay there and feel sorry for yourself. You don't just lay there and assume it's the will of God and we don't know why. What do you do? You get yourself by the ear. Right? I don't care if you have to get two toothpicks and prop up the corners of your mouth. You go, praise God. I don't care if you have to say it through tears. You say, glory to God. I'm not a quitter. God's on the throne. He loves me. He will help me. He is my strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is He that's in me. And you may feel like anything but. But you got to say it. you got to stir yourself up. Now get this. He did that. And he inquired of the Lord. And get, notice this. He heard from the Lord. Verse 8. David inquired at the Lord. And he said, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him. And he said, do it. Pursue. Pursue them and what? Oh, glory to God. You will what? Without fail, you will recover all. Now that's the word the Lord gave me for this congregation in Orange, Texas this morning. You will recover all. Recover. You can believe it's just this preacher a talking, or you can believe it's the word of the Lord this morning. It makes a difference what you believe about it. But I'm telling you, you will recover all. Somebody said out loud, recover all. Recover all. Recover all. Recover all. You so, well, yeah, but I've lost a lot. Did you lose as much as this man lost this day? Did you lose this much? There'd be few people in here that lost this much. But even if you did, if you lost every physical possession you ever had in this world, and you lost every person you ever cared about, it wouldn't be worse than this. It'd just be the same. What you don't do is blame somebody else. Blame the government. Are you listening? Blame this one. Blame that one. They didn't do this. They should have done that. They could have done this. Why didn't they do that? As long as you do that, you're staying down. Also, what you don't do is blame God. Well, God, why did you do this to me? Who said he did? God, why did you do this to me? Who said God did this to you? There's an enemy around. There's a devil. There's a destroyer. Did it steal something from you? Did it kill something in your life? Did it destroy something in your life? Then believe Jesus. It's the devil. 
It's the destroyer. Don't let religious tradition twist your mind so that you blame God. Don't blame people. Don't blame God. And don't lay there and cry. Get up. Encourage yourself. Seek the Lord. Say, Lord, show me what to do about this. Show me what to do. And he's already sent me from Branson to tell you, you will recover all. If you'll believe this, if you'll do this, you will recover all. Somebody said out loud, I will recover all. All. Glory to God. Verse 9, so David said, this is a strange word. What do you think it means? Let's pray about it. (laughs) No, David went. He left. Which way? (laughs) Which way? Well, he didn't know. But anyway, is better than laying there crying. Did you know it's hard to steer a parked car? <laughs> Lord, guide me. Lord, direct me. And you sitting still. <laughs> it's hard to steer a parked car. Get the th- even if it's moving in the wrong direction, get it moving. Get it moving, then you can turn it. Tell your neighbor, get moving. See, see, get to move. So he got up and he went, he and his 600 men. And some of them were weak and, and they couldn't go over. And verse 11, they found an Egyptian. He had been with the raiding party. He told them about it. He agreed to lead them to the raiding party. And the Bible said, down in verse uh, 16, 17, they attacked the camp that had their possessions and their people. And verse 18, it said what? Huh? Now let, let's back up. How did David get to this place? Hmm? Go way back. Go way back. You're crying till you can't cry anymore. Where was the beginning of this great Victory and total recovery. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Can you do that? That was about ten people. Must you do it to get total victory and total recovery? You have to. Can you do it? You, you, you can't, you must not wait on somebody else to come and pump you up and prop you up. You've got to encourage yourself. That means you're talking to yourself. Huh? You get yourself by the ear and you drag yourself out of the bed. And you say, boy, now quit this, quit this. God's been too good to you. He's come through for you too many times for you to lay up here and act like this. Get up. Get dressed. Shout to the Lord with a voice of victory and triumph. Give Him praise. And while you're doing that, 
direction will come. Oh, do you get this? Did you? Direction will come what to do to initiate the recovery. It can be any number of things. But the Lord will show you the next step. But you won't get the next step in depression. You won't get direction in despair and depression. You won't get it. It's the spirit of death. It'll just get worse and worse and worse. And don't say you can't help it. That's a lie. I know you don't feel like it. They didn't feel like it. David didn't feel like it. But you can do it. When you feel as bad as can possibly be to feel, you can still get up and you can encourage yourself in the Lord. And while you're doing that, oh, glory to God, He's so faithful. While you're doing that, direction will begin to come up to you. Now notice, even after you've heard from the Lord, what do you have to do then? He had to go. Even after he inquired of the Lord and the Lord said, go, you'll recover all. They had to persevere. Some of them were so tired, they didn't go all the way. They stopped, you know, at the river there. But he and some of the men, they kept pushing and they kept pushing. It's not easy. They kept pushing and they kept pushing. Even after you've heard from the Lord, you have to persevere as long as it takes until you see the victory. And they did. And they found them. And they won the battle. What does it say in verse 18? Read it to me. What does it say? Huh? What happened? David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. David rescued his wives. There was nothing lacking to them. Oh, did you hear this? Nothing lacking to them, neither small, nor great, nor sons, nor daughters, nor spoil, nor anything that they had taken to them, David recovered all. Oh, glory to God. He got it. And actually, you read the whole story. He not only got it all back, he got other. They wound up with a lot more than they had. The spoil. Of the conquest. You know, somebody said sometime about, I guess I'm just like poor old Job. You ought to shout. Glory to God. What do you mean? Job wound up with twice as much as what he had. Is that right? Job wound up with twice. Somebody said, well, you know, it's terrible about what, what God did to him. No, the Bible said the devil did all those things to him. Very plainly says it. And then... You know, when Job repented, he had to repent about some stuff. Then God added to him, turned his captivity, and gave him twice as much. Scholars tell us that probably the, old, the whole ordeal of Job uh, transpired over a period of a year or maybe nine months. Job had a rough year. I said he had a rough year. He had a bad year. But he was a billionaire before this happened, and he was a multi-billionaire after it happened. Don't talk about poor old Job. God added to him twice as much as what he lost. Now, you can be bitter. You can blame people. You can blame God. And you can stay defeated and destroyed. Or, I said or. Or you can encourage yourself in the Lord. 
You can seek the Lord and ask Him what to do. And then you can pursue what He tells you to pursue until you recover all. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. I think you ought to lift your hands begin to praise the Lord right now. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we bless you. We give you glory. We adore you. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your victory. Thank you for your grace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Go to the book of Joel. I think I'm just about through here, but let's, let's look at a couple of things. Do you believe this this morning? Hmm? Would you accept this as a word from the Lord? Then what are you doing? You're recovering all. Hmm? I'm not just talking about Sunday morning shouting. I'm talking about Monday morning results. Can you find the book of Joel? <laughs> Can somebody in here find Joel, please? <laughs> uh, if you're not sure, if you go to the end of the Old Testament, Malachi, and start backing up, it won't take you too long to find it. Joel... The second chapter, Joel 2 and 23. Joel 2, 23. How does he start off? There's no such thing as being in faith and being depressed. No such thing. If you're in faith, you're not depressed. You're not down. Sometimes people say, well, we just believe in God. We just believe in God the best we know. No, hon, I'm sorry, you're not. If you're believing God, you wouldn't be like that. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, depression is weakness then. <laughs> Boy, that went over like a lead balloon, didn't it? Be glad then, verse 23. Did he say try to be glad? No. Be glad. Does the Bible say rejoice in the Lord? Always. And again, I say rejoice. Can you do it? Can you? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Can you do that? Can you do it? Should you do it? Makes all the difference. Be glad then. You children of Zion, rejoice in the Lord your God. He's given you the former rain moderately. He'll cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. These are the blessings of the Lord. And the floors will be full of wheat, and the vats will overflow with wine and oil. How many like the words full and overflow? And, and oh, verse 25, are you there? What? And what? And I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm. He's going to do what? He's going to do what? That sounds like you recovering all. Doesn't it? 
<laughs> Did you know how you can tell if you believe this or not? You get happy about it. Right? If you hear it and you go, hmm. <laughs> then it won't do you any good. Sorry. It won't do you any good. It's really something how the people can sit in the same service. One person leave bored. The other one leave forever changed. One person get absolutely no results. The other person recover all. And they heard the same thing. The Bible said in Hebrews that the word preached to a certain group of people did not profit them, did not benefit them, because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. You have to hear it. You have to receive it. You have to believe it. And if you do, you can always tell you get excited. Well, I'm, I'm just kind of a reserved person with the key. That makes no difference. You still get excited. I said, you still get excited. If you believe it, you get excited. If you really believed that the Lord sent this wild-eyed preacher to you and told you that you were to recover all, you really believed you had heard from the Lord this morning that He told you He was going to restore to you what had been stolen from you and destroyed in your life, it would make you glad, it would make you happy, it would make you excited. You would rejoice and be glad. <laughs> you know, uh, there are people in this town and in this area that believe that God is real. And they're lost. That believe that Jesus is real. And they're lost. There are people in this town that believe that Jesus was born of a virgin and died on the cross and rose from the dead. And they're lost. Did you hear me? Why? Because they have not received Him as their Lord. They have not submitted to His Lordship. They have not received the salvation that He has provided for them. It can't, it can't just be a Savior. He must be my Savior not enough just to believe he is a healer. He must be my healer. Not enough just to believe he is a provider. He can provide. No, he must become my provider. And this word, not enough just to believe he could cause you to recover all. He could cause you to be restored. No, he is my restorer. He is causing me to recover all. Say it out loud. He is causing me to recover all. Say it two more times. He is causing me to recover all. One more time. He is causing me to recover all. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, preacher, that's easy for you to say. You just get all worked up and lathered up, and we got to deal with the real world tomorrow. We have a real God. I said we have a real God. 
He's the one that made this planet that you're standing on. His word is real. His help is real. And for them that believe, total recovery, total restoration, and then some. <laughs> Somebody say, and then some. He said, the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats will overflow with wine and oil. Go to Ecclesiastes. Hold your place there in Joel. I'm not done with that. But Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Thanks be unto God who always causes us to try. Ecclesiastes 7 and 10. Ecclesiastes 7. Hold your place in Joel. Ecclesiastes 7. Have you found it? Hmm? Ecclesiastes 7, 7 and 10, what does it say? Say not thou. Hold up right there. When the Bible says, say not thou, what does that mean? Don't say this. Don't say what? What is the cause that the former days were better than these? What did he say about that phrase? Don't say that. For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. If it's not wise, then what would it be? Foolish. That's a foolish thing to say. It's not a wise. Have you ever heard people say that? Oh, the good old days. If I, if I could just get things back to the way they were. Two years ago, five years ago, if I could just, oh man, oh man, if I, wh wonder why that is, that it was better then than it is now. I just wonder why that is. I just wonder why that is. You're asking dumb questions. And the Bible told you not to say that because it's unbelief. You know what faith is going to say? The best is yet to come. Our best days are ahead of us. Glory to God. Thank God for what we've enjoyed in the past. But the best, by far, the very, very best is ahead of us. It's ahead of us in this life and in the next. Glory to God. Back to Joel. The floors will be full of wheat, and the vats will what? Said out loud, full and overflowing. Verse 25, the Lord is talking here, and I will restore to you the years that the locust and the canker worm, the caterpillar, palmer worm, verse 26, and you shall eat in plenty, and you'll be satisfied and you will be depressed no no you'll praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed hallelujah stand on your feet and begin to lift up your hands let's praise the Lord for this word of recover all all being restored 
extra, full, overflowing. Come on, let's praise Him some. Praise Him out loud. Lord, we bless you. Praise Him with your voices. With your voices. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Thank you, Lord, for victory. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.